of Hashem, we are learning Bavakama Daf Nun Gimel. We left off on Daf Nun Gimel Amidalif, 21 lines from the top of the Amid. Amar Mar. So we go back to the din of the Mishnah that if Nafal Lefanov Mikoil Hakiria, that someone dug a pit. And then as Rashi spoke out on the Mishnah, he hired the worker to further dig the pit. Without making our sugya go into the other machlekes of Rabbi Rabbanon, whether Nestalku Maiserishin, we can learn that this, soich, that this worker didn't yet add anything to the pit. But while he was in the pit, he was making noise with his utensils, and that startled a shoir. And that, the Mishnah says, caused the shoir to fall lefanov. And however, we will learn it as we spoke at, at the end of yesterday's shir, like Rav, like Shmuel. Let's say Lofanov means that the, that the ox fell in face first. So therefore he died because of the foul air in the boyer. And the Mishnah said that that the one who dug the pit, the Balha boyer, is the one that has to pay to the damage or the death of the shayr. Why is the Balha boyer the one that's chayiv? Let's not forget that the shayr fell in there because it got startled. It got uh, shocked from the noise of the digger. So Neymar, why can't the Baal Habayr say, that the digger was the one that caused the ox to fall in. And as the Rishonim speak out, he goes without saying that the digger for sure is not hiving anything. Because since his part in causing the ox to fall in there is only causative, a grama, he didn't push it directly. He made noise that startled the ox, that made the ox trip and fall in there. So he is potter. But the question is, no one should be chayef. The digger is only a grama. The Baal Habayr can say, I'm also only a grama. Because I, didn't, I wasn't the one, the boy in itself didn't cause the ox to fall in there. It was because of the noise. So everyone should be exempt. Answers the Gemara, Omer Shimi Barashi, that you have to say that, oh, that this din in the Mishnah only goes like Rabbi Nosen. The Omar, let's speak it out by heart. And we have this Machloik, as we spoke it out, I think, twice so far in this Masechtim. Here's the case. There is Reuven owns the ox. Reuven's ox is the aggressor ox. Shimon owns an ox, but we're going to call Shimon the Nizak, the damaged party. Reuven's ox pushed Shimon's ox into Levi's boy. So really what you have here is you have two mazikim involved in the damage. You have the pusher, the balha shoir. We're speaking about the mazik shoir. And you have the balha boyd. So the question is, from whom does Shimon collect damages from? So the Chachamim hold that since Reuven's ox pushed, he initiated the damage. That's the key here. He is the one responsible. And he is the one that's fully responsible. Rab Nassim says that even though he initiated the damage, but on the other hand, where did Shimon's ox get damaged? Where did Shimon's ox die? In the boyer of Levi. So first of all, he says that they are at least both responsible. And now the next step is, let's read it inside, that first of all, Mani Rab he the Omar Baal Haboyr Hezeku Kavid. Not only does Rab Nasan hold in the example that we gave, that even when two people are causing a damage, the Baal Haboyr is also responsible. Coming back to Aradin, let's not forget that in Aradin, the digger 
will Taka be fully exempt because he's only a grama? But first of all, the Balaboyer is also involved there, so the Balaboyer is going to be chayv. And not only that, and now that's the new din that we'll learn today, that according to Rab Nassim we say, wherever you cannot recover all of your damages from one damager, you collect that which you couldn't recover from one, you collect it from the other. And let's go back over here. So in the case that we mentioned of Rabbanan and Abnasan, dear Abnasan says the Bal Hashoir and the Bal Haboir should jointly pay. But in a case where the Bal Hashoir won't pay for whatever reason, and here the, the, the digger won't pay, then the damaged party can go to the one that does have to pay him and tell him, listen here, whatever I don't get from the other one, I'm going to get fully compensated from you. Now how do we know that Rabnasan holds it? And that will answer the Mishnah. Which means, like, it's according to the Chachamim, in the case of our Mishnah, no one will pay. Because the Chachamim hold that the initiator is the only one that's chayef. Being that the initiator here won't have to pay because he's only a grama, so the kaidah don't, don't won't have to pay, nor will the Baal Habayr. According to Rab Nasan, not only will the Baal Habayr also have to pay, but since in our case, the kaidah, the digger, is off the hook, so he's going to get all of the money from the Balabai, which is the din of the Mishnah. Now from where do we know that Rab Nasan holds that the damaged party can tell to one of the two Mazikin that whatever I can't recover from your friend, I'm going to get from you, the Tanyan. Because we learned in Abraisa, if an ox pushed another ox into a pit, the case that we spoke out, so first of all, the Tanakama holds, the Chachamim holds, that only Bal Hashar Chayev, Ubal Pater, like we mentioned, only the initiator is the one that's Mechoyev. Which means in the case of the Mishnah, where the initiator made noise, making noise is only considered a grama, no one will be Chayev. In our Mishnah. That the owner of the ox, of the pusher, of the aggressor, of the mazik, pays half. And the owner of the pit also pays half. Half and half. And in, so that's for deal number one. You get paid from both. Now how do we know, step number two, that wherever you cannot get paid part from one, that part will be demanded from the other because vehatanya. So have to, we have to introduce that there is another b'raisa that appears that Rab Nosen contradicts himself, and the way we will resolve the contradiction is by showing that Rab Nosen holds up this principle number two. Rab Nosen says. In exactly the same case, obviously there's a tam, there's a muad, you have to work all that out. That when you have an ox pushing another ox into a pit, Reuven owns an ox, it pushed Shimon's ox into Levi pit. So in the first b'raisa, Rab Nassim says each one pays fast for the damage. Here it says that the bala bird pays for three quarters, and the bal hashoyed pays only for a quarter. So first of all, before you understand how you work out three quarters, why up is three quarters and a quarter, before that we have Pasha Dastira. Is it half and half? Or is it three quarters, one quarter? So for that we have to answer like Kasha, that the second Braison that divides it unequally, it's speaking about a Tam. Now let's not forget that when a Shoid Tam is Mazik, there's a concept of only half an Ezek. By bird, there's no such a thing as a half an Ezek. If you are exempt, you are exempt. If you don't have to pay for Kalim, you don't pay anything. When you have to pay, you pay for all of it. Ha, oh, the first Braison that divides it half and half, speaks about Mu'ad. 
But still, the Gemara is unhappy. What exactly does Rab Nasan hold by Yatam? In other words, why is it three quarters and a quarter? And the Gemara is going to go through both sides. There's two ways of looking at it. And what's going to be key to understanding it, speaking out by heart what Rashi says, is that we're speaking about a case where Reuven's ox pushed Shimon's ox so strong that even if there would not have been a birdir, it would have died from the, from the, from the, from the uh, aggression. From the chavaka. It happened to be that there was a pit and he died in the pit. That's going to be key. So, we're trying to understand how can we impose more than half of the damage on the Baal Habayr, the second Brayse. If you're going to say because each one by themselves, Taka would have caused death. So that explains why the Baal Habayr has to pay more than half. Because he on his own would have been hyped to pay everything. It doesn't bother us that he's paying more than half. But the question is, Okay, you, you justify why he should have to pay more than half when he has to pay more than half, but why should he have to pay more than half? The bottom line is that each mazik on their own could have caused all the death, but they were not mazik on their own. There was a partnership. The nizik should not get paid more than all of the damage, and he doesn't get paid more all than the damage. Divide that equally, half and half. And then if we're going to say that even in the case that we spoke out, where the Shayr HaMazik would have killed the ox on his own. The boy would have killed the ox just by falling into the bird. But Halacha says, since it died because of, of a combination of both, we don't look at each party as a full Mazik. We only look at each Mazik as a half a Mazik. Because Taka, there were two Shutvim in killing an ox. So if we're going to view that each one only cost half, so the question is, Baal Habur Mishalim Palgam, why don't we say that the Baal Habur should not have to pay more than half? Because if he only, we view him as a half of a Mazik, he should only have to pay half. Now, in the Hanami, you said that the Shoir is a Tam. Now, how much does a Tam have to pay Chatzinezik? If the Baal Habur is only a half a Mazik, so then he should only have to pay a quarter. But that the, the last quarter, why is it thrown on the Baal Habayr? If he's only a half a mazik. If he's only a half a mazik, he should never have to pay more than half. The Baal Habayr should only have to pay a quarter. And the Idach Viva Mafsid, the damaged party, Shimon, should take a lose a quarter. Why did Rab Nassim say that three quarters goes on the Baal Habayr? So Amar Rava, for this Rava, answered that Rab Nassim was a judge. And therefore, Venachis Leumka Dedina, he went into the depths of the reasonings that are behind the law. And he holds Le'olam in the case that we mentioned, Reuven's axe pushed Shimon's axe so strong, even without a body would have died. Halacha views each one not as a half a mazik, each one is a full mazik. All this is to explain why the Balabur has to pay more than half. That Le'olam Kosovar, Haikulin Hezekahavid, Vahaikulin Hezekahavid. Each one should only have to pay half. To which Rav explains the reason of Rabbi Nassan. Balashur means the aggressor, the aggressor, Reuven, tells Levi, What does your partnership accomplish for me? At the end of the day, we had a, 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 a partnership. I even without you, would only have to pay 
for half of the damage, look inside the first wide line under the Gemara, second word in the line, Zakrashi, that Shutafusai, Mayahanali, Balaf Shutvisnami Palguhu the Mishalma. I, anyways, only would have paid half. Because at the end of the day, we were partners. And the Kivan, the Balhabar, the Nami, call his acre of it. So, in other words, the logic that when you are mazik with a partner, you should unload some of your burden, has to work. So therefore, if he wouldn't have had a partner, even though he's a tam, he has to pay the full chatzin ezek, but since vinach vi, the boy was also involved, he gets to pay half of that, and the balabar pays three quarters. E boy or says the gemarim, and this is the ikad answer, it is from this answer that we prove this point, that according to Rav Nason, the damaged party, tells one of the two partners, whatever I don't get from you, I'm going to get from the other, that's this explanation. That Better answer. It doesn't make sense that because of the partnership, he should have to pay less. If, he was a, if Reuven, the ox, pushed the animal so strong that it, it's a mazik by itself. Really, Halacha says, when two people were involved in a damage, each one is only viewed as a half a damager. Should only have paid a quarter because he's a tam. And the Idah Riva should be a loss to the damaged party. So here we answer. Here the Balashar means the victim. The victim tells the Balabar, I found my ox that was dead in your pit. And really, my taina, not like the Chachamim who holds that the initiator is the main mazik. The opposite. He holds that the Balabait is the main mazik. And he tells him, At kitalte, you killed my ox. Eloma, if there's someone else involved, and that person is going to help share the burden, I don't care. I'm getting my money. Whatever I can recover from the pusher, okay, I'll get from the pusher. But my delay, whatever I will not get from the pusher, from Reuven, from the Shoyed Hamazik, from the Bal Hashoyed Hamazik, I'll get from you. So that's the right that Rav Nason holds, that even though each one is considered only a partner, whenever you don't, whatever you don't get paid from one, you get paid from the other. So, and, and now let's go back in our Mishnah, he found the ox and the boy. The Balabait is saying, one second, but the guy who made noise, so the, so, the, so the victim says, if I would have been able to recoup from the noisemaker, I would get and deduct it off your bill. In our Mishnah, you don't get anything from the noisemaker because that's only Gnome bin Azakim. Whatever I can get paid from him, I'm getting paid from you. Bite it. Omar Ravaz. We view them as partners. We don't view them fully as the Balabait is responsible. If a person puts a stone right adjacent to the opening of the pit, and it comes an ox, a damaged ox, the Niskal bonnet tripped on the stone, and it fell into the pit. So here we have two mazikim, a even that we will go back to that Chav Chesamud Beis, now let's learn the opinion that it's also considered a bird. It's really if you are mafkirit, if you're not mafkirit. So there's two boiders causing damage. So the question is, who's In other words, according to the Chachanim, the bow of the stone pays everything. 
And according to Rab Nassim, they divide the damages half and half. Now, says Rashi, why would we say that the stone is chayiv and boir? Why don't we call the Baal HaStone only a grama? Two lines from the bottom of the Amit. But on the only the Baal Oeven is chayiv. The initiator. To who got him kol hanafilo. I ask Rashi, one second, the digger is potter. Why is the Baal Oeven chayiv? Umishum grama bin zakin. Leka lemiftereh, zakt Rashi. The last line. Because the Evan nami hainu boir. And it's Behezeka Biyodayim, as we learned on Chav Chesam and Beis. Noise is not considered a direct damager. But if I put a stone and someone trips on my stone, I'm called a Mazik Biyodayim. And therefore, let Abanan the Balho Evan is Chayef. And according to Rab Nassim, 50 50. Vaitin and the Gemara. Fek Gemara Pshita. Answers the Gemara. And Mao, the Tame I would think that Hasam, who in the case of the ox, in the case where they actually had the machlekes, there the Omar Bal Habayr Labar Hashoyr, it is there where the Bal Habayr tells to the ox pusher, "I laf bira didi, toira dido chavakatale." Like we spoke out, that the Bal Habayr can demand for the Bal Hashoyr to participate because he tells the Bal Hashoyr, "Your goring was so aggressive that it would have died even if there wouldn't have been a pit." So pay at least for part. However, but over here, you would have thought that the one who put the stone can tell the Bala bird, if not for your pit, my stone in itself, Taka wouldn't have done anything. Because even if an animal would have tripped on it, have the animal would have fallen. But if there wouldn't have been a bird, it would have fallen on the ground. And Vikoy, you would have stood up. Nothing would have happened. So, Kamash Malan, the Amalei, Ilav Evan, Layav Anafalabira. And according to the Chachamim, that means that the Bal Habar tells the Bal Evan, you're fully Chayef. Because the concept of initiating Hakar Hailach, on one hand, Achar Achitum, that's one Maimer Chazal. And then we also, there's another Maimer Chazal, that everything goes after the beginner. You begin something, you get all the credit. So, in here, in the, in the negative, you began the Nazik. You pay for all the damages. Itmer it was stated. Afnun gimalamet beis shoyr v'shoyr psuli hamikdashim. Here we're going to continue giving cases where you have two mazikim, but here it's not a balasher and a balaboyr. It's not a balaboyr or balaboyr. It's not a baloeven or balaboyr. Here there's two oxen. However, two oxen damage the third ox. They gore the third ox. Now, in the parentheses, important the shoyr that's called one is a hediyit commoners private property acts, and one is, used to be Hegdish that became disqualified. Now, there are different types of Psuli HaMikdashim. Here we are, Dafka, we're going to learn the parentheses. We're speaking about a Bukhar that became blemished, that doesn't even need to be redeemed. That's important. If an ox was designated as a carbon, and it got blemished, and it was redeemed, now the original holy ox is Chulun, with restrictions, if it dies, you cannot feed it like love him, but you can shecht it and eat it. And it's considered now chulin. A bukhair that becomes blemished, that a coin can eat without offering it as a carbon, is still considered shulchan gavaya. The coin can eat it mishulchan gavaya. So it's considered hegdish. This is important. Remember the sugya? Shoyr eyo, not shoyr hegdish. This goes on both the mazik and the nizik. If you have a shoyr of hegdish, that's mazik. Hegdish is not chayif. So a dafka, a bukhar, that doesn't need to be redeemed when it gets blemished, 
is not chayv to pay for its damages. So now you get the picture. So one shayr belongs to the oven. One shayr is a kayin's, a gift that was given to a kayin that's already blemished. It's still considered... If it's still a bachar, then for sure you don't pay. In other words, the chiddush is, and therefore the hegdish shayr doesn't have to pay. So now the question is, who does pay? So Abaya, Amar Abaya says that the head yit pays chatzinezek. Davina says that the, that the shoyr of the mazik, that's a head yit, pays a quarter of a nezek. Now how do we understand their machlaikas? So the Gemara is going to give a few options. Option number one is, They're speaking about that the shoyr head yit was a tam. To begin with, they only have to pay half a damage. Ha, the one that said a quarter, why he holds Kerabanan? That Rabbanan say that each one is mazik half, and here they are both equal. You can't completely get off the hook. If the initiator would have been the Hegdish, you're off the hook. But they both did it together. But since we view them as partners, so you pay half of the half of damage. And ha, the one that says you pay half holds like Rab Nassim. Rab Nassim holds the second din that we learned today. That whatever you can get paid from one, you get paid from the other. So in a Hanami, theoretically, each one should only have to pay a quarter. But since the Hegdish doesn't pay anything, so he tells the Hegdish, whatever I don't get from Hegdish, I'm getting from you. That's one way of explaining it. Eba Yisema, another way of explaining it, that they both hold like the Rabbanim. And if that's the case, when, the, when you say a fourth, it makes sense. When you have a tam, you got to pay a fourth. Because you don't say, whatever I don't get paid from you, I get paid from the other. Each one is only chayv to pay a quarter. So that's the one that said a quarter spoke about a case of a tam. And the one that said half spoke about a case of a muad. A muad has to pay nezik shalom. Each one only has to pay half. In the case of a muad, according to Rab Nassim, the one of the head has to pay for everything. Whatever I don't get paid from you, I get paid from the other. Ikadamri. If you want to look inside, we can chaparayna toisvis. The second toisvis in the Ahmed. Toisvis like wants to understand pshita. Like, if that's the case. That was the first explanation. Says toisvis, Vikomashbulan is still a big chiddish. Dafilu bishnei shivarim. That even when there were two oxen that gored, yihadin kemoi bishoyr babar. What's the Chiddush? Says Toysus. Like the Gemara spoke out before. Why does he get everything from the Balaboyd? Or three quarters from the Balaboyd? Because he, what was the Lashon HaGemara? I found my ox in your board. You are, you are the killer. Over there, Shaykh Tvelomay Merkilak, Lishtalom Mishoyr, Mishtalom Miboyr, Mitam, the Amar, Anna, Turoi, Bibirach, Ash, Kechisei. I found my ox in your pit. And he told him, this is the words that we had on Amad Aleph, At Ketalte, you're the killer. But Bishoyr, Bishoyr, when two oxen together damage the third party, to one that you are the sole damager. So that's a Chiddush, that nonetheless, according to Ram Nasan, he collects whatever he couldn't collect from the other. We still say that over here. The logic of whatever I cannot get paid from one, I get paid from the other. Let Abanan also says to us, there's a Chiddush, Hakam Ashmalan, Duloy Tema, Dafka, Bishoyr, Bishoyr, Amrinan, Hachi, Dichilek, Lishtulam, Bishoyr, Lemishtalam, Bishoyr. Dafk in the case of the pit, where the Chachanim disagree with Rab Nasan, that the Nizak can never tell to one of the Mazikin, since I'm not getting paid some from the guy, I'm getting paid. Rabbanan don't hold of that. 
Maybe the Rabbanan only don't say that by a shoyr and a bird. Why? The Hainomishum, the bird, Oise Iker Hamaisa. Since Rabbanan might also agree that the bird is the main damager, so if the bird is not, whatever the bird won't pay, you can't throw on the shoyr. However, the eu cut a little heavily because the bird is the one that killed the animal in their case of the machlekes through the foul air. Therefore, he cannot throw it on the bal So the nizak loses out. One is not more responsible than the other. Maybe even the chachamim would have said that over here. The chachamim never say that. And therefore, you only get a quarter, and you can't throw the... That's it. The hegdish doesn't pay. The, the hegdish says, my part is a quarter. I'm only paying you a quarter. Back in the Gemara. Ika da'amri, you have that? The Gemara says that there is another version of the Machlekes Abai and Avina. That Abai is the one that said Chatsi Nezik. And Avina says the whole Nezik. So again, let's understand exactly when are they having the Machlekes. So, one way of explaining it is, is that we're speaking about a mod. And the, the Abaye that says Chatzinezek holds like the Chachamim. Each one only has to pay their share. In our case, Hegdish is off the hook. So the Nizek only gets half. He only gets Chatzinezek from the Hedyet. Vaha and Avina that says Nezek Shalom holds like Rav Nasan. It's a pack of partners. Theoretically, each one should have to pay half. But since Hegdish doesn't pay, he tells to the Shoyer of Hedyet, whatever I cannot recover from Hegdish, I'm getting from you. No, no, no. The other version is half and full. And a Bayasema or the opposite. Hava ha kirebi. They both hold like Rebbe. I'm sorry, they both hold like Rabnasa. And you can o- so the question is, why doesn't he get always Nezek Shalin? So Haba Muat Rabatam Tamachaya. Muat he gets whatever was coming to him. Nezek Shalim, Muat. Khatsi Nezek, he gets all of the Khatsi Nezek from the Shoir of Hedyit because he can't get anything from the Hegdish. Amarava says Rava. Shoir Adam, another case where you, who, you have two damagers. And here, let's, I'm sorry, here we have three damagers, not two. Look at this case. Shoir Adam, if an ox and a person, Shedochafu Lebeir, that they pushed, we'll see soon, an animal or a person, we'll see in a moment, into a pit. And obviously, if they pushed a person in the pit, we learned already. Person who dies in the pit, Balabeir is off the hook. Well, the Gemara is going to go through all the details. When you have three partners, Balashoir, and Adam Hamazik, and Abalabir. So, what do we do over here? So, first of all, this will go according to Rav Nassim. says, the Inyan, Nizakin, Kulam Chayavin. I'm saying Rav Nassim because according to the Chachamim, you will never say Kulam Chayavin, because whenever you have an initiator, like in the case of their Braisa, a shoyer pushes a shoyer into a pit. The balapoyer pays nothing. Here, when he says, Kulam chayavim, so it means that he also like Rav Nassim, that each one has to pay their share. And let's not forget what we learned today. And if for whatever reason, one mazik doesn't have to pay, whatever he would have paid is divided on the other mazikim. So let's go see. So in the case that we said, Kulam chayavim. However, for Nezek, everyone has to pay. What about for the other four damages that only an Adam Hamazik has to pay? Not the Balashoir, nor the Balabar would have to pay. Likewise, regarding the Meivaladis, and that's the sugi that we learned last week, that the Meivaladis is not paid if an ox is the one that caused 
a aborted fetus of a human being, either we learn that out from then we also had the other limud that says so we apply it but he's, that, that only that a balashoid is naki medmevelodis. Rabbi Yosi Aglili, if I'm not mistaken, balashoid naki meaning from dinevelodis. So over here, Abra the bottom and the mevelodis only the other is chayiv, and both the shoid and the bar will be potter. Now again, the other is going to be chayiv to pay for all of it. The other is going to be chayiv to pay for all the mevelodis. Why? Because even though they're partners, but keicha the lekel ishtalume mahai, ishtalume mahai. Vaitelin and kaifer. When a, if a person got pushed in there and died, and in the case where the shoir is going to be a shoir nakhan, there's a chiv of kaifer, or if they pushed the evid in there, or an ama knanis, and she died, we have to pay to the owner, shloishim, shal evid. There the din is going to be that a shoir is going to be chayif. That's the din. The shoir is a mood, you pay kaifer. You pay shloishim shkalim. And Adam, who kills a person, will never have to pay kaifer. Why not? Even if he kills an ever, he doesn't have to pay shleishim shikolim because of the rule of kam leib and abamine. And let's learn that Rava here holds like Tanadvei Chizkiah, which is important to review that, that holds that we apply kam leib and abamine even in a case where the Adam won't get killed in Basin. Since a man murdered another human being, and when you murder another human being, when it's done, Beratzein, and with Hasra, and with Adam, there is a chi of Misas Bezin. So whenever he did it, even if he did it B'Shoige, if he did it B'Ainis, if there wasn't, we don't care, even though he won't get killed in Bezin, we still apply the concept of So when a man is involved in a murder of another human being, he never gets a financial penalty. And likewise, Uboir, what did we learn by Boir? That if a man dies in a boir, the balabair is potter. If a man gets damaged in a boir, the balabair is chayef. The exclusion of boir, is for death. But here a man died, so the adam and the boir will be pturim. Which means, according to Rab Nassim, the bal hashoir has to pay for the whole kaifer. The bal hashoir has to pay for the whole shloishim uh, shkolim. Fleeing in kalim. If what got damaged in the pit was utensils, or if what got damaged in the pit was shirt psuli hamigdashim, here we're going to learn psuli hamigdashim is a hegdish. Well, we spoke that we learned that Ashi way back in the Masechta that if an hegdish animal that got blemished, that was redeemed, got thrown into a pit, since the Torah says in the parsha of Bird, the hames yeloi, which means that the nizok keeps the mace and the difference has to be paid. But Bahamesi doesn't only mean that he keeps it, that it's his. A sharp Suli Hamikdashim that dies becomes an Avela, the owner cannot have enough from it. That's the vestige of the fact that it used to be Hagdish. When it's living, you can't work with it, you cannot share it. And if it dies without Shita, you cannot feed it Liklavim. So since there's no Bahamesi Yaloi, it's completely excluded. So in that case, Adam Vishoid will be Chayavim. Like we explained, but the bird will be Pater. And why will bird be potted by Psuli Hamikdashim? So says my Tama that Amar Kra Bahamesi Yaloi, meaning Bemisha Hamesh Yaloi. When does the Balabayr have to pay if some animal fell into the pit? Only if the damaged party keeps the maze and the Balabayr compensates the difference. Yatsa Zeh Sheina Hamesh Yaloi. 
Good. So on this last detail, Frank, the Gemara, you're telling me that Rava was certain that Bahamais Yeloi excludes a Shoir Sulei Hamagdashim that got damaged in the pit? It's not true. We know Bahami Boya Boya Rava. Rava asked that question. The Boya Rava, Rava asked Shoir Sulei Hamagdashim that ended up falling into a pit. An animal that was consecrated, that was blemished, that was redeemed, that now was Chulin, fell into a pit. So Rava asked, Mahu, do we say, means, like we just explained, that the Baal Habayr is not chayif to pay, when the Nizek doesn't get to keep the carcass at all, because you can't feed it to club him, is that the meaning? Oy Dilma, the other option would mean, the Hamais Yeloi is to teach you the general din, that Habayla metaplam ben that's, we're going back to the earlier on in the Masechta. That whenever there's a mazik and a nizuk, so let's say the ox was worth $200, and now that it's dead, it's only worth $50. It's worth $50 because the carcass and the hide have value. So the trader actually tells us that the mazik doesn't owe $200. The carcass is fully the nizaks. He is the one that's going to have to trouble himself to sell it, which is like a, not fear, but that's the din. The damage party owns the remains. And the mazik only has to pay him the difference. And that's the meaning of that you the nizak you keep the dead. Which means that the dead, the dead animal has value. That value is deducted off what the mazik has to pay. And Rabbi didn't know. So how does Rabbi know for sure, for sure that excludes a sherb suli So the Gemara says you're right. Rabbi had that question. But later, Basar, the boy, Yahadar Pashta, later he understood that the Hamais Yeloi is to exclude Shoyb Suli Hamikdashim, which is why here he paskent that the Balabayr is completely putter. So asks the Gemara if that's the case, where does Rava know? From where will Rava know the din that Habaylam and Taplam bin Avela? Elabaylam and Taplam bin Avela, if he used the Hamais Yeloi to exclude. A short psulayamikdashim answers the Gemara. The words Vahamesi Eloi is not only written in the Parsha of Boyd. In the Parsha of Boyd, it's used to exclude short psulayamikdashim that the Balabar doesn't have to pay. But the words Vahamesi Eloi is also in the Parsha of a short damaging or killing another ox. And there the trader also says, min in the Parsha of a short that's a mazik. And a shirt killed. And there also the Torah says, Vahamei From there we learn that the damaged party has to be metapol bin Avela, and the mazik only has to pay him for the difference in price. my why are you deciding to use that Vahamei the shirt? From there you are ex- teaching me to din, and why are you choosing to use the same exact words of Vahamei the Boyer? From there, you exclude the Baal Haboyed of paying any damage. Why don't we say the opposite? I can say the opposite. That if my shoyer killed someone else's axe, if that axe was Psuli Hamikdashim, I should be completely off the hook. If the Baal Hashoyed should be off the hook. And if a shoyer Psuli Hamikdashim falls into a boyer, the Baal Haboyed should have to pay. So Hamesi Eloi in the Parsha Boyer is teaching you the general dinner of Bailam Atapal Minavela. Answers the Gemara Mistabra, if we have to exclude one of the mazikim from paying damage, it makes the most sense to exclude the Balabar. 
Why? As we keep on mentioning, first of all, the fact that a person is responsible to pay for damage that he did not directly do is a chiddush. The fact that I have to pay for my ox's damage, that alone is a chiddush. On top of that, at least if my ox does damage, if we're going to look at my ox as an extension of me, it's easier to understand it. If we're going to look at, you know, my ox, my hand damaged. But, but when it comes to a boy, the boy is the most passive in doing nezek. The boy is not going anywhere. The person's involvement was before the nezek happened. I dug a, pot, a pit today, and a week from now, someone else fell in there. So it makes the most sense to put this in the class of grama. And normally, grama bin Azakir is potter. The fact that a balabayr is chayv to begin with is a huge chiddush, which is why we see that a boyd is exempt from other dinim. For example, boyd like kalim. If a kalim falls into my boyd, I'm completely off the hook. So since we already find in the Torah that the boyd is, is completely off the hook when it comes to certain damages, if you have to pick and choose, the habahamesi aloy is coming to exclude the mazik from all damages. Where would you put it? You would put it on the balabayr. Let's read it inside. Since you find in the Torah that the Balabite is completely potted, as we explained, it makes sense because there is a certain grama element involved, only grama element involved. So we would rather exclude the Balabite when it comes to Psuli HaMikdashim. And to be Machayiv, the Bal HaShoyr, if the Shoyr killed an ox that was Psuli HaMikdashim, that was redeemed. I said to one second. By Shoyr, we also find the leniency. Tam and Mood. By bird, whenever you have to pay, you have to pay Nezik Sholem. By Shur, we find out. Adarabo Pater Gabi Shur, Shkem Pater Bechatsi Nezik. Says the Gemara, and that's not a good proof. Because even though by Shur you have exemptions of paying full Nezik, you never have a full exemption. You do have to pay Chatsi Nezik. Kul Nezik, Mies Le'ashkechan. We don't have a full exemption. When it comes to a bird by Kalim, you are fully exempt. When it comes to a man dying in a bird, the Balabite is fully exempt. So now that one of these two psukim are fully exempting the case of Sherb Shuleyam Mikdashim, it makes sense to say that that goes to the parsha of the Boir, and Rabbi will use the Bahamei Siyeloi in the parsha of a Shor Shenagach to teach you the din that everyone holds that Bailim Metaplim Binevelor. Let's move on. So now the Mishnah quoted the din, pointing out the irony that you're only Chayef for Shor Vachamoir. And not for Kalim. So said the Mishnah that a shayr was wearing a yoke and it fell in there, and the animal got damaged or died and the yoke broke. So said the Mishnah, you only chai for the shayr. It's a chiddush. No, it's not that only Kalim. The Kalim fell in with the ox, and you're chai for the shayr, but you're putter for the Kalim. If a donkey fell in with the saddle, the saddle tore as it fell in there, you're chai to pay for the chamar, you're not chai to pay for the saddle. Says the Gomar, you should know that our Mishnah is not like Rabbi Yehuda. The time we learned, Rabbi Yehuda is Mechaev al Niskei Kalim Beboir. This exemption of Chamor Veloy Kalim, the Tana Rabbi Yehuda disagrees with that. The Tanya, as my Tama the Rabbanon, now why do the Chachamim hold the are exempt? The Chachamim have to be explained. Because why should you be Potter from Kalim? So why do they exempt him? Because the Pasuk says, V'nafal Shama Shoir Oy Chamor, that if a person dug, if a man uncovered a pit, if a man dug a pit, and in there fell an ox or a donkey. So we learn from these two examples, only if an ox falls in and dies, are you have to pay? If a man falls and dies, you're completely off the hook. 
Only if a chamer or a shayr fall in there, you have to pay for their damage, but not if kalim fell in there, even kalim on them, you are exempt from paying for all the damage. You pay no damage of the kalim. Okay, if you have a shayr or chamer, which is excluding... So how does he include Kalim? Answers Rabbi Yehuda that Oi, the trader could have said You would have economized the Aleph. The trader says Oi is adding. It's an extra letter. So that's what Rabbi says to Kalim. What did Rabbanon do with the Oi? So they answered that Oi which is amazing. So explains Rashi. Since the Torah says v'nafal shama shoyed vachamoyed or oichamoyed with without the oy, I would have thought that you know when the balabayrus chayiv only if both a shoyed and a chamoyed fell in there. Look inside Rashi inside the loy tema without the word oy. I mistakenly would have said that ein chayiv atchiyipul sham shoyed vachamoyed beyachat. What will be the logic? I don't know, but the Torah Dafka needed to write oy. To separate the shirt from the chamoid, not to make such a mistake. One second, let's just Virabon, Virab Yehuda. For one second, how can Abi Yehuda use the oi to be marbekelim? Oi is needed to make it clear that each one on their own is something for which you have to pay for. Only the shirt or the chamoid. So he says that Rabbi Yehuda lachalik, he learns it from the word vinafal. The trader, if the trader would have meant that both animals fall together, only then ayachayiv. Then the trader would not have said in the singular the nafal shama. The trader would have had to say the naflu shama. The nafal already means one of the two. However, the rabbanan digduk that the nafal. There are many times that the trader uses a word in the singular, but it really means the plural. The nafal tuva mashma. Very good. Now the question is, we just were going to the oy. Rabbi Huda and the rabbanan. What we did not yet explain is, is that. The Chachamim used Shoir Vulayadam. Chamar Vuloy Kalim. So the example of Chamar was given to exclude Kalim Lerabanan, Rabbi Yehuda that includes Kalim. What do they use the Chamar for? That's something the Gemara is going to address later. Don't worry about it. Okay. So now says the Gemara. Wait, 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 wait. Now says the Gemara. Amon. Why don't we say that the nafal fell is a very general term? Anything that falls, it's a cloud. Then the trader gives two examples of a shoir vachamoir, that's a prat, and the rule is that klalu prat, ein vachlau, elamashu beprat. So why don't we say only shoir vachamoir in midachin aloi? And going back to what we said before in the previous piece in the Gemara, let's not forget that. With logic, one would have said that a pit digger is always potter for everything. Why? Because you're only a grama. You're not involved in the damage. You're passive. You're not going to damage. The, the damaged thing fell into you. Taka Medina Shemaim Yerchayev. No one is saying that you're, you're, you're tzaddik. But it goes against the rule by Nezik. So maybe if the Torah is machadish, limit the chidush only to a shayr Answers the Gemara Omri. Yeah, if it only would have been a klal prat. Zayir good, but right after the trader says v'nafal shama shoyr chamoyr, then in pasuk lamed the pasuk begins bal habur yishalim. That's another general statement. 
Yishalem for whatever fell in there. So Chazer v'Klal. So it's not a Klal Prat, it's a Klal to Prat to Klal. Oh, so Klal to Prat to Klal, and the rule is, I atadon that you include many other things. You cannot limit it only to Shoir v'Chamoir. But there is some sort of limitation that the Prat does, which will be Maha Prat just like the two examples that were spoken out, Abalichayim, are living creatures. So now, Afkol Balichayim. Now, by the way, this is not a kasha against Rabbi Yehuda, because Taka, according to this explanation, Kalim are not included. The Klau, Lupratu Klau, I mean, it includes a lot more than Shoir V'chamar, but you have to limit it to things that are living, that got damaged or died. Kalim was never living. And a Hanami, but Rabbi Yehuda said in the Braise that Oy is L'Rabbi Sa'kelim. It's not a problem. You can have a Klau, Lupratu Klau, which excludes Kalim, and then the Oy is to add Kalim also. So what? So we don't have a Kasha in Rabbi Yehuda. But the Gemara is still not happy. Oy Bazoi, if you have a Klau, Lupratu Klau, why don't we limit it a little bit more? Why don't we say that the examples that are given are by divine providence, we're learning these dinam now in Rambam, that Nevela gives of Tuma by touching it or by carrying it. But that's only Nevela of large animals or small animals. But birds that become Tame don't give off Tumas Mago umasa. Not only that, if the bird was kosher, then if you swallow it, it's called tumas beisabliyam. Then a chumra. Not only do you become tamei, obviously you shouldn't, but your clothes become tamei. Very good. If the bird is from a non-kosher species, then it doesn't even give off tumas beisabliyam. So why don't we exclude birds that fell into the pit that got damaged? Why don't we exclude it from the Klal Prato Klal? Afkoil, we should say, that only only in, only living beings, that if they die without Shechita, they give of Tumah, and that should exclude birds. To which the Gemara answers, if that would have been the Kavana of the Klal Uprat Uklal, the Torah would not have given two examples of Shor V'chamoyim. The fact that the Torah wrote two examples, Shor and the Chamoyim, so here we talk include all Balichayim, including birds that fall into the boyd and get damaged or die, that the Balaboyd is Chayiv. The only thing we exclude are things that are not Balichayim, Kalim. It says the Gemara, no, not good. How can you say that if we were only going to exclude? I could have sufficed by writing one word that would not have word. Which one should the Torah have written? Had the Torah only written Shoir, I mistakenly would have said that only something that's Karev Legabim is Beyach. If something is worthy to be offered on the altar, which are oxen, right? Behemoth, and Soyin Ubakar and goats, and sheep. But no other animal species, even kosher animal species. But again, the Balabar will be exempt. He's a grama. And if the Torah only would have written Chamoir, I would have mistakenly said, Havamina, that only types of animals that are Kodosh Bibuchayna, that are born, and if the mother's first emission is a male, then the animal is automatically consecrated, which that doesn't only include kosher animal types, but it also includes the chamor, 
does the mitzvah of Peter Hamar, only they who fall into a pit is the Balabar Chayim. But she ain't Kaddish Bibachayra, even if it's a Balachayim, loy. So we're back to the question. So the Torah needed to write Shoir Oichamor for people not to make the mistakes that we just mentioned. But again, if you have a limud of Klau Pratu Klau, how do you know that this should include all the Balachayim? Why don't we say that it only includes living beings that if they die without Shechita, their carcass gives of Tumas, Mago Masa, and therefore, just like we know we exclude Adam, and according to the Chachamim we exclude Kneidim, why don't we exclude Oifes? Says the Gemara, Elo, Amarkram, that the Hames Eloi called Var Misa. Let's read inside Rashi. It's Mamish to the side of the Gemara right here. Elo Zakt Rashi, Loi Tema, don't learn Chazar Viklal, Lemidrishay Bechlal Uprato Klal. We're taking away the whole Klal. If we would have a Klal Uprato Klal, then I would take exclude oifes. Ela Imam, learn how do we know that almost everything is included in the damage for which the balabait is chayiv? Because the Torah says vahames yeloi, meaning that anything that is that that could die, which means is living, wherever there's a case of potential death, wherever there you chayiv to pay. So actually vahames yeloi, that in itself. Includes all the Balachayim, not the Klau. Gabaldi. And therefore, it includes also Ifis. That's why you're a higher for Ifis. You're only exempt, again, by Adam, even though Adam is living because Shoir Veloy Adam. It's Gabaldic. And Boir, Chamoir Veloy Kalim. According to this, we exclude the Kalim, not from the Chamoir. According to this, we exclude Kalim because Kalim is not something that can die. But Kalim is excluded, but it doesn't, it's still not a problem. Why does Rabbi Yehuda include Kalim from an extra word oi? So vamesi eloi yerchayev for for anything that could die. The oi, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that was not needed lachalik because of the lashon yachad of the nafal. The oi comes to include even Kalim. Now you still have exemptions. Adam, death you are exempted from. Like we learned before, shorp suleim mikdashim, where there's no vamesi. There are other exemptions, but as a rule, yerchayev for everything again lachachanim, not Adam and not Kalim. And according to Rabbi Yehuda, Yechai for everything, even on Kalim, and Emir Tzashem will pick up from here tomorrow.